There is a way, and that way is forward together. This is the John Peacock Podcast. Welcome to Season 2. Hey, welcome to the show. My name is John Peacock. It is great to see you guys. Today is episode 15, episode 15 of season two, and it's Friday. It is Friday, Y Day, folks. Joining me on the show every Friday is Tommy Bowman and Dan Ruda. What's up, fellas? Morning, John. How's it going? Happy Friday. Happy Friday morning to you. What do you got there, TB? Um, it's our nitro. I actually poured this about an hour ago, so I'm going to get to nitro. it. That is highly caffeinated nitro. It's strong stuff. Wow. Yeah. It's, yeah if uh, I develop a tick, a nervous tick by the end of the show, that's, that's why it's the coffee. Yeah, it's, it, it gets the job done. And um, today's Friday Y Day. We are excited for the weekend. You guys ready for the weekend? Yeah, oh yeah, sure big time. Full, yeah. full week with the growth track and everything. And so... Yeah, Dan, yeah, I'm ready uh, to rest. Would, would love to hear some highlights from, uh, from this week. One of the cool things we can do on Friday is share with our folks uh, a highlight from the growth track, whether that's from, from Alpha, Partner, or Planter. So, yeah, man, yep. what, what's going on? How was this week? Yeah, it was good. It was a full week. Uh, we started Monday with the Planter course. And so in there, what, one of the things that's really cool is Tommy and I, we've now led um, – this this course the content of this course for years and what we keep saying every single time years years what we keep saying every single time we run the course is it's so cool how much more normal and ready people are and so even this week it's it's week two of the planter course and we uh, had megan kyle who's from the district 12 missional community come in and share some stories about what her missional community is doing and how she's growing spiritually and what god's doing in and through their missional community and we just had them share for like five minutes at their tables what was something that stood out to you and one of the guys in the planter course was just like i'm surprised at how easy and normal every day it sounds they're just like here's our people group what's the normal next thing that we'd kind of already be doing in our life? Cause they have all kids in that school district. And so he's like, often I go to this, like, what's this grand thing we got to pull off. And he's like, I'm surprised at how normal it can be. So that's just a light bulb that went on quick and early. And so we're like, awesome. That's so great. Cause it can be normal cool. everyday stuff. Uh, and then yeah, great night at the partner course on Tuesday night. It was all around being filled with the Holy spirit. And so God showed up big time. There was uh, tons of great prayer that happened during kind of the prayer ministry part. And then Alpha on Wednesday was awesome. I mean, we had people in the building. Uh, You guys, you ran Alpha for your first time at your homes. Uh, We've got another one kicking off tonight. 20-somethings in Keeneville running Alpha. That's Um, great. Connie Benhart and some friends are heading that up. Um, So yeah, just all around. I mean, last uh, Wednesday night as a Alpha team, we were praying as a team. I was like, hey, let's just pray. We got Alpha in Spanish running. We got Alpha in the building. We got Alpha online. We got Alpha in home. So just like lots of movement stuff happening. Love it. Alpha everywhere. Talk of the town, baby. We're, we're on our way. TB, um, good. How, how you doing, guy? How's your week been? Yeah, good. Yeah, like like your guys is pretty full. Um, yeah, I was at partner a planter and I did alpha last night with, uh, or uh, sorry, Wednesday night with our neighbors. Awesome. It was so much fun. And then That's Dan cool. mentioned the partner course. We did, we did prayer ministry time and 
a guy in our church, Sean Warner, just turned to a guy next to him and said, how can I pray for you? He's like, I've had arthritis in my knees forever. And the guy emailed in, he's like, can you send this to Sean, the guy that prayed with me? Cause I came out of bed this morning for the first time. So this would have been what Thursday morning. He's like, I came out of bed for the first time with no pain in my knees in like 20 years. So oh, cool to see God yes. show up in, in his healing Jesus. power. And yeah. Wow. So yeah. Man, Good week. That, that, that's so encouraging. I love it. Uh, folks right now are watching uh, live on two different platforms, Facebook or we are mission online. And I would just be interested if you are watching and you're part of the growth track, let me know. Cause I'll look back through the comments, which course, are you taking this fall? I'd love to know how you're growing intentionally. And so obviously your options are alpha, partner, or planter. I'd love to see that. Uh, and I love when we have a little bit of interaction. It's fun. It's very fun. So today is Friday Y Day, and we focus the content on Fridays all around the mission, vision, and values of our church. And so the past uh, four weeks, we were talking about a statement from the last book we were going through as a staff. And what we're going to do now over the next uh, five weeks is what I want to focus in is our mission statement is helping people find and follow Christ, right? Six words that we are all about and have been since the very beginning, helping people find and follow Christ. And what I want to do over the next five weeks is focus on the second half of that mission statement, specifically around follow. Like, what does it look like for us to follow Christ. This summer, <clears throat> I, I read a number of books during my study break. One of the books that I read on my study break was this baby right here, Flesh by our friend Hugh Halter. We've known Hugh for a long time. We've had him out to mission uh, at least two or three times. And this is such a great book. We, um, we've been, since the very beginning, longing to be this church that's not just you know, in the neighborhood, but for the neighborhood, truly living out a lot of the uh, content of this book. But in it, as you guys both know, and I know you teach this uh, within the, the planter course, it's pretty neat. Hugh lays out uh, five really important things. And I thought it'd be fun for us to talk about each of those over the next five weeks. And uh, some of you are wondering right now, like, what does it look like for you, like seven days a week for you to follow Christ? Perhaps you've heard of the words where Paul says uh, to some of his friends, hey, follow me as I follow Christ. Some of you came across the words of Paul to the church at Ephesus. Uh, I believe it's Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, as God's dearly loved people, beloved people, God's holy people, uh, like we need to imitate Christ, you know? And so there is this, this call, this command for us to not only surrender to Christ, uh, but Paul says to the church at Ephesus, uh, we need to imitate Christ. And so uh, one side of the cross, that's when we find Christ, right? We surrender, we open our lives to, to Jesus. Well, the other side of the cross is when we then actively follow Christ. We imitate him. And that's really what these next five weeks are all about. How do we do that? How do we imitate Christ? Well, there's a lot of ways to imitate Christ. What I like, and I know you guys like, is how Hugh breaks it down into these five things. I got a little little chart there. And what those five words that was quick is incarnation, reputation, conversation, confrontation, and transformation. And so I thought those five would be great for us as we think about what does it look like for us to follow? Well, it certainly begins with incarnation. And so that's where we're going to begin our content today. Incarnation. If you're wondering, what does it look like for you to imitate Christ? Well, Jesus, as it says in John chapter 1, verse 14, Jesus moved out of heaven and into the neighborhood. 
flesh mm-hmm. and blood came here to earth and tabernacled among us, lived among us. And so this begins with incarnation. So I'd love for you guys to share some of your thoughts, some of what you even teach within the partner and planter course, specifically when it comes to incarnation. Go ahead, Dan. I love it. Yeah, uh, heavy, big word, like incarnation, incarnate, but you just mentioned it, John 1, 14. I uh, love it. And the two things that you said pretty quickly there, I just think are, think are so cool. The word talking about Jesus became flesh. Yeah. And yeah, the message translation, it says moved into the neighborhood. Um, NIV, I think says like made his dwelling among us that he tabernacled, he set up shop. He put on flesh and he set up shop among the people that he came to seek and save. And so I think this, um, like you said, there's a saved and sent invitation. And what stood out to me, even just kind of refreshing, looking back through this flesh content, the first part is this incarnation is, and I wrote it down here so I didn't forget it. This was the thought that came to my mind. Incarnation out first needs a reminder of incarnation down. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. for me, as I was reading this, like before we go to incarnation out, and that if you're like me, and I think if you're just a human being and we're really good at striving, doing behavior, modifying, like, okay, so what am I supposed to do? Let's just hit pause and be reminded every single listener, John be reminded, Tommy be reminded of the incarnation down for you. That is our starting place. Uh, before we incarnate out, we need to be reminded. And I was even going back through this, like tearfully and joyfully of the mm. incarnation down Jesus for you. If you are the only one that is what fuels us to incarnate out. That is what motivates us to incarnate out. That is what allows us to mess up as we incarnate down. We have to go back to the incarnation down. Jesus went first. That's good. Good man. And because of everything you just said, Hugh talks about this too, but to relieve the pressure valve is if you have Christ in you, right? you are incarnating, whether you know it or not. The question is really, how are you doing it? And so we jump to like, live a missional life. I got to do, do, do. I got to do all this stuff. And we even say in the planter course, missional living is more about and more often a new intention, not a new direction. So like, Mm. yeah, maybe you have to cross the world. Uh, Maybe you just have to be exactly where you are Mm -hmm. with way more intention. You know, the thing I love that he talks about in the book is we'd look at Jesus mostly through the lens of Christmas and Easter. He mm-hmm. came and then 33 years later, he died for us, but he actually lived <laughs> like he was a boy. He ate meals. He had parents. He probably ran around with his buddies and scraped his knee. Like yeah. he was a person. Get a job. That's what incarnate. Yeah. And that's literally what incarnating is. It's just being the embodiment of who we are. We also say, I think we said this night one, like, you don't live a missional life or get in a missional community to become like Jesus. You are like Jesus. He has made you mm-hmm. like him. Therefore you do it. It's mm. who you are. It's an identity thing, not an activity thing. So love this book. Love that we're talking about this, but yeah, I think it's helpful. Just simplify it. Like don't go so much like, what do I got to do? Where do I got to go? It's just like, no, you are Christ be incarnate more intentionally where you are. So, yeah. So if you're just hopping in right now, some of you are going to catch this later on YouTube or on the podcast, or perhaps you're catching it live. We're talking about really this incredible model that Hugh Halter presents in his book flesh. If you want to read the book along with us, I highly recommend it flesh. You can buy it wherever books are sold. It's a great book on, um, 
I mean, really what it looks like to follow Christ. Uh, you could also say this is what it looks like to live out the third value of our church, which is to go missionally. And that certainly begins with incarnation. That's what we're talking about today. It's a big word that really paints this beautiful life that God has for you. And one of the things I've been encouraged about, maybe you could even give us some updates on guys, is uh, there's so many different ways to incarnate the gospel. There's so many different ways to, uh, to certainly, you know, imitate Christ in our everyday life. Uh, most are micro. Most mm-hmm. are things in moments that no one sees, no one writes about, no one hears about. Um, and then there's some other things that they're not as micro. And, and that's one of the things I'm excited about right now, which are watch parties. And I've been so encouraged hearing stories of folks that are opening up a driveway or a back patio. It's such a great way for you to, uh, to really live out what we're talking about, to, to be the flesh and blood uh, within your, your neighborhood. Any stories come to mind that you guys have heard over the past few weeks of uh, specifically around watch parties and, and how people are incarnating the gospel on their street? Yeah, yeah. One that just came out, we were talking about it as we are celebrating wins as a staff. There's um, a couple um, that are in the partner course. And Tommy, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they're in the Itasca area. And so they, they sent out a questionnaire um, to some of the people around the area and just said, hey, would you be interested in a place um, where you could have conversations around faith? And they got seven responses back from people who said, we would be interested in having a place where you could talk about faith and hear uh, teachings of Christianity. And so they're like, well, sounds like this is ground zero as an opportunity for us to pilot a watch party. And so they're setting up right there in the Itasca neighborhood area, and they're going to run a watch party for na- these seven neighbors that said, we're interested in it. So love that. Love that's it. That's, awesome. that, that just started this week. Yeah. Connie Benhart last night did Alpha. And the incarnation part about it is she's doing it with people she already knows, people she already hangs out with, people she'd probably already be hanging out with on Thursday night. Yeah. She's just adding an intentionality to it. And so I haven't heard how it went, but I know she did that last night. So that's a, that's a, a great example. So way to go, Connie. Yeah, you guys, I know, Tommy, you're hosting Alpha at your house with your neighbors. Uh, I'm doing the same on Thursday nights. And um, yeah, I I think a lot of times the whole incarnational life, it's not flashy. In many ways, it's kind of what you've been doing, but with a new intention. I think you mentioned that earlier. And, you know, a lot of these neighbors of mine, we're together all the time. We hang out all the time. And so that's not necessarily new. Uh, we get together and watch Bears games, among other things. We help each other with our yards. Uh, but the new intention is, you know, we're going through the alpha course together, which has been super cool. And so that's mm-hmm. something that's happening right now. And so even just the, the timing of me reading this book and just kind of coming back, Dan, to what you said of, you know, before we go out, we need to first really, really think on and meditate on how Christ came down. He incarnated. So uh, that's been that's been really powerful. Um for me personally, yeah. as I've been living some of this out uh, ourselves. Yeah. One of, the thi- one of the things that Dan and I try to guide people towards, obviously with the direction of the Holy Spirit in the planter course, is less of an aha moment and more of an oh, duh moment. Oh, like oh, incarnational okay. living should be, you should, when the Holy Spirit clicks for you, you're like, oh, duh. Examples would be, oh my gosh, me and these other friends, our kids play soccer together. So what if we made that soccer team 
me and all these people from mission, we go to this gym together. What if we, mm. and so Hugh talks about this in the book, you should do the most natural thing. And then he coaches, do not force it, which I couldn't overemphasize more to Christians. Mm -hmm. If you force it, you will repel people so fast. They're going to pick up on, they're like, that's not you. Just be natural. Like my neighbors and I, when we did Alpha the other night, Normally what we would do if we hang out on a Wednesday night, we'd share a bottle of wine. So we did that because that's what we always do. If I all of a sudden change the game, they'd be like, why are you acting so weird? So just be, just that's be good, man. Just be natural. Don't, don't force it. I, I so, love that. As, as folks are watching, they're wondering like, man, what does it look like to start? It's, as you said, tell me more of a, oh, duh, than a, aha. Yeah. That's good. It's probably right in front of yeah. your face right now. You've just, and I did it too. We overcomplicate it and you just totally, totally miss what's right in, what, in front why of you. Do you. I remember we shared a missional community. Yeah, go ahead. I was just say, why do you guys think that a lot of times we, we miss the, the ODA kind of opportunities that are right in front of our face? Any, any thoughts on why we, we might miss those? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've seen it before. I've, I've done this and I've seen it before. I think we, we run to putting something on, like we run to putting a program on or running a project when the heart of incarnation is a people-focused thing. Mm. People yeah. aren't projects and people aren't programs. So we That's often good. overlook the people literally right in front of our faces. Mm. And if anyone's wondering, like, does this apply to me? Um, this was very like for Dan and timely in this season of culture. Um, Hugh in this book, he says, because of the incarnation, and he mentions 2 Corinthians 5.16, which in verse 15, it's all about Jesus incarnating. So that's, that's the foundation of this whole next verse. And he says, because of the incarnation, uh, it says, from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Mm. And Hugh says here, basically, uh, he paraphrases it, the incarnation means we as individually, individuals have to transcend what we presently think or see about someone right in front of us in the moment. And so right now there's a lot of people looking around mm. on Facebook in conversations and just going, you're in this camp. You think this way I've got you pegged. You're going to, and the incarnation of Jesus invites us to transcend above that mm. and yeah. go, I can't look at you the way that I want to. But because Christ is in me, I am, in, I am invited to now look at you not as the world does. Yeah. And so if you're wondering, how far do I have to go? Look at your spouse, look at your roommate, look at your <laughs> kids. It's literally right there. That's so yeah. good. And you, you just said it. If you grew up as a Christian or grew up in church like me, this probably happened to you. But I grew up thinking that you, as you just said, Dan, I have to go far and then the results have to be fast. Meaning I grew up hearing about Hudson Taylor and Jim Elliott all these amazing people in the word missionary literally meant someone who left the country to mm. share Jesus with someone outside the world. And that's great. That is actually what a missionary does. And then they immediately step right into evangelizing and they get results fast. What I think incarnational looks like is it can be that, but it's, it's more often for us being where you're at around the people you're at. And it's, it's slow. It's just like, living out the story of Jesus, hearing their story. Um, but we want results fast. We think we're supposed to get them fast, but it's not on us. It's mm. the, the, the obedience is for us and the outcomes are for God to, to handle. And we just want to get to the outcome so fast. So that's why for me, that's been such a deprogramming and reprogramming mm -hmm. of, 
I just have to go across the street and it's going to probably take some time and that's okay. Cause it's not up to me. So yeah. So good. Good question. So good. You know, uh, I want to say this and then we'll, we'll wrap up for, for this episode. It, it would be so easy and even quite understandable for you to live this entire fall focusing on you. And as we've been saying as a church, my and me is not the end of Christianity. My and me is a good place to start. We need to live healthy lives. We need, uh, I'm a huge advocate for self-leadership, for counseling, uh, and, and so on. Uh, so it's a good place to start. It's a tragic place to end. And so my and me is not the end of Christianity. Right now in this time, there is an incredible opportunity for the gospel. And so this is, I think, in many ways, why I want us to spend these five weeks on this book, really walking through the model that Hugh lays out for us. It begins with incarnation. And I want to finish uh, this episode with this. He writes about this. He says, uh, a thought from Dallas Willard changed how he began to see everything. And here's the thought from Dallas Willard. Dallas once said, Jesus teaches you to live your life as he would live your life. And so what would your life look like if we took that quote to heart? Jesus teaches you to live your life as he would live your life. If he was living your life in your house or apartment or dorm room, where you live, what might your life look like? Jesus teaches you to live your life as he would live your life. And I can promise you that certainly includes incarnation. That's all we have for this episode. If you would, sharing is caring, but that is a wrap for episode 15. We will see you guys this weekend at Mission at one of our three venues, which is online. It's in person or it is at a watch party. We love you guys so much. We are Mission. We'll see you soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. For more content or to access the show notes, visit johnpeacock.com. Until next time, keep your eyes open. Hold tight to your convictions. Give it all you've got. Be resolute and love without stopping.